Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. One of my favorite Psalms, mm. but I have a story attached to it, uh, which takes me back, I believe, to the 1990s. If not the 1980s, I can't remember which. And I was flying to Nashville from uh, LaGuardia Airport in New York. And uh, I'm going to read the rest of this because this is a story um, that I think is, is very, was very powerful in my own life. And I think it's a powerful story in terms of uh, the mission of the church and the missionaries in the church. I write, she sat next to, to the window on the flight to Nashville. She was an older African lady who had a Bible on her lap. I began a conversation with her and she said this, quote, I am a missionary from Africa. I am here in America to share the word of God with anyone who will listen, unquote. I was aware, I was, uh, I was awed by her clear passion for God's word and her courage to carry God's word into a foreign and unknown uh, mission. In my ignorance, I was under the impression that only Americans monopolized Christian mission work. <laughs> but her very pre presence corrected my understanding. Perhaps more than I knew, my own country might need missionaries here mm -hmm. as much as all of the other countries in the whole world. This, this woman had a profound, she was older. She was, well, mm -hmm. she's, I'm probably now older than she was then, but mm -hmm. she was not a, a, she wasn't fragile, but she was a slight lady. Mm -hmm. And she was so gentle of nature. And she was flying, and she didn't even know where she was going to spend the night, as far as I remember. And uh, she did. I mean, she, I just asked her because I was relatively new to the Bible. And my big question was, well, what's your favorite verse in Psalms? And of course, it was Psalm 121. Is it? Is that correct? 121? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I've loved that Psalm, especially the beginning of it. I look to the mountains. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. Anyway, it was uh, one of these profound, simple experiences mm -hmm. that happen in life that uh, recalibrates your kind of mm -hmm. assumptions about things. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. That was just a, how many years ago was that? Do you suppose? I'm not sure. I, I, I'm thinking 1990s, but uh, yeah, probably in the 1990s, mid 90s. What I'm thinking about as I hear that story is how how quickly things change. Because back in the 90s, I, I would have been surprised too if I heard about a missionary from Africa coming to the United States. I would have thought, huh, that, you know, it's normally goes in reverse of that. But now how quickly are it's it's so obvious now that the United States is the, is the place in need of missionaries, is the place in need of God, it's the place in need of the gospel more than some other countries. We, we see Christianity spreading really well in uh, the Eastern Hemisphere and the Southern Hemisphere. So it's just, uh, I'm just noticing that, that we always say a society, a culture is only one generation away from stumbling. And here we are, we're in real trouble. So now I'm thinking, yeah, send all, <laughs> please send all the missionaries from all around the world here. We need you. Uh, I even say this to people in West Michigan, where I come from, which is still 
much more churched than the Northeast. I say to people in the Midwest, in, in West Michigan, I say, come on out to the Northeast. We need you in Connecticut. We need you in New York. We need you in New Jersey. We need you in Massachusetts. There's a mission field right here. So if you have a calling on your life, I mean, stay in Grand Rapids if you really, if God calls you to, but consider leaving that place and coming out here. The harvest is plenty and the workers are few. Yeah, the, the it's never been more apparent and it becomes more apparent every day that mm-hmm. uh, the, the church in America, which is a very diverse body, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the first century Christianity is slowly dying here. That the, the seven churches that Christ talks about in Revelations, what, three, two or three, mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, they have a lot of good things, but they have a lot of flaws that separate us from God, separate them from God. And it's going on here. And you could, you could, you could enumerate them or you can just say, so what is separating us from God? Well, one thing is churches that don't use the Bible anymore. That separates them from God. The whole congregation should be in the book of the the the, the Bible itself every day, mm-hmm. and it should be a delight of the day. It should not be mm-hmm. something that oh I must do it. No, mm-hmm. I want to do it. I I love mm-hmm. it. I I I walk away with things I never expected to walk away with when I'm in mm-hmm. the Word of God. It's uh it's something that it should it should it spread throughout the entire country that the Bible is the book, the only book. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's so powerful because it's through the power of the word of God that you get the spirit of God. And through the spirit of God, you come to know who Jesus is. 